Hi, we're Visible, the wireless company with nothing to hide. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not into you. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com. Hi, we're Visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right. $25 a month? Every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just Visible. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com. What's up, everybody? This is your usual Talking Chop podcast host, Brad Roland, coming to explain what you're about to listen to. If you missed it over the weekend, we dropped the first one of these. Basically, we are uh, transcribing of sorts a bunch of video podcasts that were recorded by Garav and putting them audio only after some requests from some of our listeners and readers. So hopefully uh, you guys can enjoy this interview in audio form. It's with Michael Harris, Braves Prospect 2019, Draft Pick, etc. And uh, a fun conversation is to be had here. Uh, If you're not subscribed to this podcast, Go ahead and do that now. And uh, as always, we'll have our regular show. We had an, another new episode on Sunday, etc. But without further delay, here is a uh, nice interview that, for you to listen to. And also, as a reminder, one more time, it was originally recorded on video, but here is the audio-only version. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to episode two of the Talking Chop video podcast series. My name is Gorov, and I'm, I am going to be your host. Uh, with me today is Braves 2019 third-round draft pick, Michael Harris. Michael is graciously joining us before practice today, so thank you so much for doing that. Um, so far, how's your day been? I've been pretty good. I'm pretty good. You? Yeah, yeah pretty, pretty solid myself. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and get started. You ready, man? All right, so like leading up to, leading up to the draft, you know, you're a highly sought-after prospect. Uh, what was the whole pre-draft process like for you? Were you constantly fielding like uh, interviews, all that kind of stuff? Because – you look at your perfect game page, that's already set. Everyone knows your abilities. And now everyone's trying to figure out where I take you in the draft, how much is it going to take you to buy you out of your commitment. You know, you had a strong commitment to a very strong Texas Tech team. Uh, at the time, you were, you know, you were a two-way player. You were ranked the number one left-handed pitcher in the state of Georgia, according to perfect game. Uh, you had that 93, 95-mile-an-hour fastball. But equally on the other side, you had one of the top-rated exit velocities at 93 miles an hour. So, like, what was the whole pre-draft process uh, like for you? And did you know you are going to go as early as the third round? Well, um, the process was was kind of weird. Um, I had a good amount of home visits with teams, uh, and I always had the question of would I want to be a pitcher or an outfielder? And I would always tell them whatever – whatever suits you well whatever fits for me in your organization uh, to help the team win and um i didn't i didn't know it'd be as early as third round i thought it'd be just a little bit after that um you know just doing the the workouts the pre-drive workouts i didn't really throw a lot of i didn't throw a lot of bullpens because they mostly came to the high school games that year so i mostly just hit and I guess at the at the Braves workout, it really worked out in my favor for hitting and being an outfielder. Did you did you favor one? Or did you in the back of your mind were you like I want to be a hitter, but I'll do whatever is needed, or like what what was going on? 
Yeah, I always, I always thought in the back. I'm, I feel like I was more of an outfielder because I feel like I was the guy that wanted to play every day instead of mm-hmm. wanting to sit out every five days and wait for my turn to play again. Because mm-hmm. I, I like to have a chance to compete every day. So, I mean, I know when I saw when I came across you and during my whole like pre-draft process, I was like, this is a five-tool player. I, I really don't see a reason why he needs to be on a mound like. You need that talent out there. You need that speed. You need that arm. You need that. You need that power. Like, it was a pretty simple decision for me, despite like you know, all, you being rated you know in the 99th percentile for all your pitches. So that's an incredible honor for you um, to kind of build on that. You go from Stockbridge, Georgia, and then you're selected by your hometown team. I know that you were a Braves fan growing up. I think the rumor was like during like high school commencement or something like that. You were wearing a Braves hat during it all. Like. What was happening when you were selected uh, and, or at least uh, better yet, when the Braves called you and told you that you were going to be picked by them? Um, yeah, that was, that was really crazy. I still can't believe that. Just growing up watching the team, growing up watching mostly all the games, knowing everything about each player. Um, when I got drafted, um, I didn't have a reaction, honestly. I just stared at the TV. <laughs> Everybody around me was like cheering and jumping on me, but I just couldn't get it through my my brain that the Braves actually picked me in the third round. Well, do you like kind of model growing up? I mean, did you model yourself after any players? Because obviously, you were you grew up kind of during the the golden era of of Atlanta Braves baseball. So, like, did you find yourself trying to model like after Andrew or Chipper or like what? Who was your inspiration growing up? Growing up, I would say Jason Hayward was. Jason Hayward, oh my goodness. He was by far my favorite. As soon as I started getting involved in like prospects, he was by far my favorite prospect of all time. That was just like so much to joy. Just like you, Georgia boy, like it's, it's, it's funny. We, uh, us in the Talking Chop minor league group, when we talked about you, first thing that came up was like a Jason Hayward from Georgia, five tool tons of potential tons of athleticism so that's kind of what we think about you i know that's really really lofty praise uh but i know you got a great head on your shoulders uh what what made you pick the braves over going back to actually going to school because like texas tech coming off a fantastic 2019 season you know everyone loves their staff so what kind of like made you want to go uh, pro yeah i definitely i definitely considered that because i think Texas Tech would have definitely got me uh, as prepared as the Braves would um, right now. Um, I mean, I really took the chance because me being an 18 year old, I feel like me going early, I still be just as ready, if not more ready, than coming out of coming out of college as a junior or a senior, mm-hmm. still having to be in the same spot I would be right now. So I feel like I'd be more ahead right now than I would as a junior or senior coming out of college. Okay, I gotcha. So like you're drafted, and let's be honest, I, I absolutely love that 2019 draft class. You're sent down to uh, to Florida, and you join a team with with like Backstrom, Paley, Morton, Grissom. You know, extremely athletic, high ceiling players. What was it like being all together at one time, starting your career together, and hopefully, you know, building you know, kind of building together and all achieving your dream at the same time. Yeah, it was really, that's really a fun group to be around. Um, we all um, really good boys. We helped each other. We pushed each other throughout the season. 
uh, pushing each other to be great, uh, correcting people when they do, correcting each other when we do something wrong or need to fix a little thing, uh, something. Um, but that group, that group is really talented. And oh yeah, I see a lot in the future for that group. Do you see yourself kind of competing with one another? You know, just for fun, competing with one another, trying trying to feel each other, or is it like a oh man, like now I know the standard of which I got to play. Like let's go, like let's let's. I want to challenge myself and try and be as good as them all the time. Like what uh, is it, is it a good feel for you, or is it kind of just nice knowing you have other really highly talented players, right? But like building alongside with you. Yeah, definitely. Um... Um, like in practices and stuff, we would do a lot. We'll do a lot of competitions against each other, uh, try to push each other, and also beat each other. So it, I think, it made us better as a group and individually. So yeah, I love it. I, it's like just insanely talented group of kids. I, I really hope all of you guys succeed. Um, you know, after that, you you sit with them, you train with them. You know, to say you held your own down in Florida would be putting it light. You know, you, you go from facing high school pitching to now facing some college talent, some really, really high-end uh, high school talent. And in 31 games, you still had a 917 OPS. Uh, like, it was absolutely 100% worthy of a promotion to Rome, which, again, you were 18 at the time, is absolutely, like, crazy to think about as from, like, my point of view. So what was going through your head when you, get the, when you got the call from, from the team saying, hey, we want you up in Rome, we want you challenged by, like, Rome is a lot of high-end, you know, college kids that just come out of college, got three more years on you, and, like, now you're staring at them at the box. Like, what was going through your mind? Yeah, I, I don't think I'll ever forget that night. Uh, that night I was in the room, I was in the hotel room with Martin – and I think it was Grissom. So we were just listening to music, you know, having fun. Um, and then we get a, I get a call to the hotel room. So I, I, we thought it was like the front desk complaining about the music. <laughs> so, um, Morton answers it and then says it's for me. So I answer it and it's our, it's our manager telling me that I'm going to Rome. And I, and I sat there and I was like quiet. So he, he had to make sure I was still on the phone and <laughs> it was like it was like ten o'clock that night. So I had to leave three or four in the morning the next the next day. So I had to pack all my stuff and be ready to go the next the next morning. So I got like an hour of sleep. I almost missed the bus to get I mean the I almost missed my ride to the airport. That's um, <laughs> Yeah, so that was a crazy night. Uh and I knew in the back of my head, like I knew the guys that were there already and the competition I was up against. And it was really a blessing to actually be uh, be called that night. Yeah, it's it's a lot of talent over there. I still remember that 2016 Rome Braves squad that had like Max Fried, Soroka, all of them. They're all in the big leagues now. And now you're just slotting in right behind them. It's kind of a it's, it was like a really big deal when I saw you get that promotion. Uh, what would you say was like the biggest difference uh, stepping into the box in Rome as opposed to Stockbridge, Georgia? I say the the mindset of the pitchers. Um, okay. They knew, you know, they're, they're more advanced and know what to throw in what situations and what batters are, like, ultimately, ultimately looking for. So, like, they'll change it up, 
different different uh, emotions and mm-hmm. timing throw them off. So like, I think that was the the biggest the biggest change from that um, position. How do you how do you kind of like adapt to that? Is it just you know film study or is it just repetition really helps you get to that next level? I say it's a little bit of both. Um, film definitely uh, helps, but also getting the reps in and actually seeing it yourself, I feel like it's it's better. Okay, I got you, man. Um, so like 2019, fantastic year. You get drafted in the third round by your hometown team. You know, you have this incredible debut. You get pushed all the way to Rome. Fast forward to 2020 and you start hearing rumors that you know, there might not be a minor league baseball season. It might be shortened. There might not be one at all. Like, what exactly is, is happening? Like, are you, are you still focused on your goal? Or are you trying to figure out everything that's going on in 2020? Like, what, what's, what's your mindset when you hear all these rumors? So, um, when I got back, I was still working out with a group of minor league players and high schoolers. I was actually working out with Marquise Grissom and his son. Okay. Um, we always knew there was a chance we wouldn't have a season, but at the same time, we knew we couldn't stop working because mm-hmm. there would be some opportunity if Major League Baseball was gonna was gonna do something. There'll be something with the minor leaguers at least. Okay. Little. So, always we just kept working for opportunities like this. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't imagine like you're trying to start your career and then bam, you get hit something with like absolutely no, you couldn't do a thing about it and not your fault at all. So like kudos to you to be able to rebound from that. Um, once you hear that, the, that there is no official season, uh, what was your plan for 2020? This is before you get called up to, you know, the Gwinnett taxi squad and you're getting reps with them over there. Like what was your, what did you decide your goal for 2020 was going to be? Um, I didn't have any really, I don't really have any personal goals. I just wanted to get through the 2020 season strong, healthy, and play as best as I can, um, be a good teammate, help the team win, and get to the championship. I love it, man. I love it. Uh, you know, again, I'm going to go back to literally just last year. Uh, you're playing against high schoolers. Fast forward to, you know, I think it was March of this year. You find out you. I mean, I know that you were. The rumors were you were actually showing out in the Gwinnett camp, and that you kind of you were kind of like, "Hey, Atlanta, like look at me because of how well you were doing." Uh, you find out that you're at, you're added to the sixty man squad. Uh, what one again? Like I have a feeling I know what was going through your head. It sounds like you're someone that just kind of takes it in for a second. But you hear that you're going to Atlanta. You're you're going to be on the same field as Acuna, Albies, Freeman, all of them. What was going through your mind and what did you hope to learn from this entire experience? So that was that was kind of like the same experience with getting called to Rome. Mm-hmm. I got the call, I was quiet again. I didn't <laughs> yeah. I had to make sure I was on the phone still and I had to hurry up and go get my stuff out the locker room and head to Atlanta. And I don't know, the whole time, I just couldn't believe it to be on the, the field with those same some same people that I grew up watching basically mm-hmm. every day. Um, I just can't wrap my head around this. Who was, who was the first person you tried to – or did anyone actually try to reach out to you as soon as you showed up? Or was it kind of like a 
oh, it's a rookie. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta haze him a little bit and kind of just like stay away from him. No, uh, guys came up and talked to me and other players that were out there and introduced themselves and you know talked to him a little bit. Um, nah, it was, <laughs> they haze. Yeah, they're good people up there. Were you were you starstruck at all? I mean, I I don't think I, it doesn't seem like you're the type of person too. But I think for me, based on like this first ten minutes, it's someone you'd be like, oh oh snap, that's Freddie Freeman. Okay, now I'm I'm used to it. Now I belong here. So like, is there anyone that kind of just made you stand back and be like, that's where I want to be, or like, what what exactly was happening when you stepped on the field for the first time? <laughs> I mean, well, I after the draft, I went and met most of the players. Okay. So I wasn't really starstruck, uh, but I definitely I definitely thought this, the position they're in right now is somewhere I definitely want to be in the future. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to continue to work to get in that position. I love it, man. All right, now let's, let's, let's have a little bit of fun. All right, you're, you're in Truist Park. You got Freddie Freeman working an absolutely beautiful at bat, picks up that walk. You step in the box for the first time on a major league field. Well, I don't actually, I don't know. You might have, you might have done that during the pre-draft process, but I meant like playing with the team itself. What was happening? Like, wh- I couldn't imagine the feelings flooding through your mind because you're like, again, you're playing in Stockbridge last year. Right now, you're you're stepping on the field. You got major league players playing against you. Like, again, like I know it's a common question, but what what are you thinking about? What's going through your mind? So it's first and third one out, right? Yeah. So in my mind, I'm just thinking, put the ball in play and yeah. keep the inning alive. So I fought, I fought that at bat to either get a walk or put the ball in play. Just don't, just don't strike out. Um, and actually, being able to hit behind Freddie Freeman is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That was that was something. Um, Could be worse things. Could be worse things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then to get the RBI, it really, yeah, it really, really pushed me to actually want to be there and stay there. I you 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 brought up a great point. It like the the whole situation was runners on first, yeah, first and third, one out, and uh, we kind of noticed you kind you you completely changed your swing when you faced when you were facing with two strikes and you were like i need to go i need to make contact with this ball that's something that is really really advanced especially for someone your age like so you knew at the in the situation that no matter what you weren't going to pick up that k you were going to get the ball on the bat and you're going to do whatever you could like is that exactly what happened through your mind yeah i just didn't i didn't want to either strike out or make a little play to end in cuz i felt like that end was going to be what it was and it ended up being that i gotta say i was i was mad impressed just someone your your age your your acumen your talent being able to adjust like that on a major league field against major league talent just shows what kind of ceiling you have um i guess another kind of question to deviate from that was like growing up you were a two-way you were a two-way player right do you ever feel like your time on the mound has helped you develop as a hitter or do you feel you know it didn't necessarily help it but it didn't hinder it yeah it, it helped at the plate um it helped to know because as a pitcher you know what kind of pitches you're throwing what 
what it counts or what mm-hmm. it play the game. So sometimes I have a feel for what they'll throw, the location, or you know, um, what they want to throw. Okay. Either runners on base or close game. You get to you get, you get to uh, kind of feel like a or you think like a picture a pitcher when you're at uh, at that there. Yeah. That's a, that's an interesting ability. That's uh, that's that must be really difficult to do. I couldn't I couldn't imagine having to think about that and then also hitting a ball that's thrown at me at like 96 miles an hour. So kudos to you. That's not a that's not a talent I possess. Um, one of the biggest things that you've done over the past couple of years, like you, you completely stopped switch hitting. Now you're, you're almost exclusively on the left-handed side. Is that just more more what's the what's the best word is that just uh, easier for you or you feel more comfortable there yeah i i stopped because i wasn't comfortable on the right side so i just went back to focusing uh, strictly left i noticed that one of the small adjustments you made is uh you changed like your front leg and how it points is that something that you wanted to do or is that something the braves kind of saw and wanted you to change and like what other things are you kind of working on this quote unquote season it's, it's kind of both a little bit of both uh we worked in the off season we did like a hitting camp and then we did instructs so like we worked on that worked on like whoop, my bat because i used to last year i held the bat on my shoulder the whole yeah. bat and wrapped it so like putting keeping it more up would force me to not wrap around balls and like stay through them and be on time more. So yeah, that's basically what we did. That seems to be a really common theme. I, yeah, I think you see it with Acuna, Dansby, they've all made those adjustments where they've dropped their bat from right up against their head and right in front of them. How hard of, a, of an adjustment was that? It wasn't, it wasn't that hard. It just takes some getting used to because you're, cause I've done it pretty much through high school to last season. Okay. I was used to doing that. So, um, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't that hard. You know. Well, that's still, I mean, that, that's crazy impressive to me. Um, what are you, what are your hopes for? Okay. So now 2020 you'll work on what you need to work on. Is there anything in particular that you're trying to focus on? Hmm. Just try to get better in every aspect of my game, or um, get a little stronger, a little faster. You can't. I can't hurt. I feel you, man. What about what about twenty twenty one? Do you have your eyes on like playing in Mississippi, or like what 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 do you what do you think you're capable of doing in twenty twenty one? Oh, I definitely want to be there. Um, it's just all up to me on how I perform and how I carry myself and what the Braves want me to do and how they'll move me. Mm-hmm. All I can do is just be me and play how I play and let the let my results. Man's humble. Man's super humble. Uh, okay, now we'll we'll switch back into a little a little fun on Twitter. You know, uh, you're kind of revered, not revered, but you got a huge, huge following already. Because again, Georgia boy, everyone wants the Georgia the, wants the Georgia boy to succeed. You got your you. Throw in, yeah. What did I say? You what was what? What is the rumor? You wore a hat at your high school commencement, a Braves hat at like your high school commencement, or like what? What was it? I want to get it certain. I want to get it for sure. 
So for my graduation pictures, I there it is. That's even better. Went to a train track and I had a Braves jersey on up under my cap. I mean under my gown. So I had it. I had the gown open, showing the Braves jersey. That's uh, all right. It's 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 like impossible not to be a fan of yours now. <laughs> uh. So yeah, Twitter favorite, all that kind of stuff. Uh. What's one thing outside of baseball that all of us may not know? I bowl. You bowl. Like, How well? Are you like Mookie Betts level bowler? Or? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not there, but I do have my own balls. And I, I typically when I'm not playing baseball and I'm not doing anything, I go bowl. Is there anyone in that 2019 draft class that came close to you on bowling? Did you ever go bowling with like Backstrom and Paolini and Morton or any of them? Yeah, I went with, I'm with Backstrom. Yeah, I went with Backstrom and Morton. Uh, then we only played one game, so I don't really, I don't really remember. Because yeah, when when we played with when I played with Backstrom, that was the same day we had to leave because of um, COVID from spring training. Okay, okay. We had a we had a meeting and had to go back. So yeah, I don't I don't remember what happened that game. But yeah, yeah, I played with them. Did he did he cook for you at any time? Because I had him on last week and he said that he loves cooking. Did he cook for you? No, nah, we yeah, we didn't we didn't have like in our rooms we didn't have Oh that that's right. That was a kind of dumb question of mine. I, I probably should have kind of figured that out. Uh well maybe we can set something up there. We can have some kind of competition, some kind of bowling competition and loser loser cooks or something. Um Outside of bowling, like any other nicknames you go by, what do, what do you want to be known as? Well, my Twitter handle, I like to call myself Money Mike. Yeah. Uh, growing up, my dad called me Deuce because I'm the second. Okay. Uh, what else? <laughs> um, Marquise Grissom, he, like, he calls me Black Thunder. And he hasn't... I don't think I have any. I don't have any other ones. <laughs> which which one would you say would be your favorite? What do you want Braves Twitter to call you? You want to be Money Mike? It's tough between Money Mike and Deuce because I grew up. Deuce was when I was a kid growing up until maybe high school. Then I called myself Money Mike on yeah. like social media or whatever. So. I mean, it's really tough because I like Money Mike and I also like Deuce, so either one. We can vary it up, man. We can vary it up. All right. Well, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I do have one last question for you. Uh, one of the most vocal people throughout the draft process, throughout you know uh, your debut and everything on Twitter has been your mom, Dr. Harris. So uh, I've got the opportunity to, to speak with her and I can tell where you get like your humbleness and your work ethic from. Like, I can see she's the type of mom that's like, all right, you need to focus, you need to work hard, and that's how you get it. So, how big is family to you? Uh, it's it's really big. She she's always on me about going to bed early, um, wanting to do extra work, actually wanting to put in the work. Um, my dad's the same way. Uh, my sister plays softball too, so we do the same thing with her. And yeah, they're they're really on top of us and wanting us to succeed and be great. So I really love them for that. And yeah, yeah you, you 
when you talk to your mom, you can tell the amount of pride she has where you are right now. But at the same time, that pride is like, but he needs to keep at it. He needs to continue working. I want to see him achieve all his dreams. <laughs> yeah, she, and she's the type, like, she'll tell me something I did that's good. And I don't really, like, get excited about stuff. So she'll she'll be mad that I'm nonchalant about something I did. Like, um, getting called up to the Atlanta game. I wasn't even, like, excited like that. Well, I don't show it. So she questions me and asks me if I'm actually, like, happy about it and stuff because I don't really, like, show it. Well, man, like, thank you so much for taking the time out to do this. I know you got uh, you got practice here in a couple hours. I want to make sure you got a, plenty of time to go through everything you need to do. Uh, thanks so much for coming on, and best of luck in 2020. And I can't wait to, to cover and see where you go in 2021, man. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Have a good rest of your day. Too. See ya. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Happy price, price line. Hi, we're Visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously, hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right, $25 a month every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just Visible. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com.